Section 7 of Folklore and Legends Scandinavian. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Brandon Weston. Folklore and Legends Scandinavian by Charles John Tibbets. The Lost Bell. A shepherd's boy belonging to Potzig, about half a mile from Bergen, where there are great numbers of underground people in the hills, found one morning a little silver bell on the green heath among the giant's graves, and fastened it on him. It happened to be the bell belonging to the cap of one of the little brown ones, who had lost it while he was dancing and did not immediately miss it or observe that it was no longer tinkling in his cap. He had gone down the hill without his bell, and, having discovered his loss, was filled with melancholy, for the worst thing that can befall the underground people is to lose their cap or their shoes, but even to lose the bell from their caps, or the buckle from their belts, is no trifle to them. Whoever loses his bell must pass some sleepless nights, for not a wink of sleep can he get until he has recovered it. The little fellow was in the greatest trouble, and looked and searched about everywhere, but how could he learn who had the bell? for only on a very few days in the year may they come up to daylight, nor can they appear in their true form. He had turned himself into every form of birds, beasts, and men, and he had sung and groaned and lamented about his bell, but not the slightest tidings or even trace of tidings had he been able to get. Most unfortunately for him, the shepherd's boy had left Potzig the very day he found the little bell, and he was now keeping sheep at Unrich, near Gingst so that it was not till many a day after, and then by mere chance, that the little underground fellow recovered his bell, and with it his peace of mind. He had thought it not unlikely that a raven, or a crow, or a jackdaw, or a magpie, had found his bell, and from its thievish disposition, which attracts it to anything bright and shining, had carried it into its nest with this thought he turned himself into a beautiful little bird and searched all the nests on the island and he sang before all kinds of birds to see if they had found what he had lost and could restore him to his sleep he had however been able to learn nothing from the birds as he now one evening was flying over the waters of rylov in the fields of unrich the shepherd's boy whose name was john schlagentuffel smite devil happened to be keeping his sheep there at the very time. Several of the sheep had bells about their necks, and they tinkled merrily when the boy's dog set them trotting. The little bird who was flying over them thought of his bell, and sang in a melancholy tone, Little bell, little bell, little ram as well, you too, little sheep, if you've my tingle too, no sheep's so rich as you, my rest you keep. The boy looked up and listened to this strange song which came out of the sky, and saw the pretty bird, which seemed to him still more strange. If one, said he to himself, had but that bird that singing up there, so plain that one of us could hardly match him, what can he mean by that wonderful song? The whole of it is, it must be a feathered witch. My rams have only pinchbeck bells, he calls them rich cattle but I have a silver bell, and he sings nothing about me. With these words he began to fumble in his pocket, took out his bell, and rang it. The bird in the air instantly saw what it was, and rejoiced beyond measure. 
He vanished in a second, flew behind the nearest bush, alighted, and drew off his speckled feathered dress, and turned himself into an old woman dressed in tattered clothes. The old dame, well supplied with sighs and groans, tottered across the field to the shepherd boy, who was still ringing his bell and wondering what was become of the beautiful bird. She cleared her throat, and coughing, bid him a kind good evening, and asked him which was the way to Bergen. Pretending, then, that she had just seen the little bell, she exclaimed, "'Well, now, what a charming pretty little bell! Well, in all my life I never beheld anything more beautiful. Hark ye, my son, will you sell me that bell? What may be the price of it? I have a little grandson at home, and such a nice plaything as it would make for him.' "'No,' replied the boy, quite short. The bell is not for sale. It is a bell that there is not such another bell in the whole world. I have only to give it a little tinkle, and my sheep run of themselves wherever I would have them go. And what a delightful sound it has! Only listen, mother," he said, ringing it. Is there any weariness in the world that can hold out against this bell? I can ring with it away the longest time, so that it will be gone in a second. The old woman thought to herself. We will see if he can hold out against bright, shining money. And she took out no less than three silver dollars and offered them to him, but still he replied, No, I will not sell the bell. Then she offered him five dollars. The bell is still mine, he said. She stretched out her hand full of ducats. He replied this third time, Gold is dirt and does not ring. The old dame then shifted her ground, and turned the discourse another way. She grew mysterious, and began to entice him by talking of secret arts, and of charms by which his cattle might be made to thrive prodigiously, relating to him all the kinds of wonders of them. It was then the young shepherd began to long, and he lent a willing ear to her tales. The end of the matter was that she said to him, hark ye my child give me your bell and see here is a white stick for you she said taking out a little white stick which had adam and eve very ingeniously cut on it as they were feeding their flocks in the garden with the fattest sheep and lambs dancing before them there too was the shepherd david as he stood up with his sling against the giant goliath i will give you said the woman this stick for the bell, and as long as you drive the cattle with it, they will be sure to thrive. With this you will become a rich shepherd. Your weathers will always be fat a month sooner than the weathers of other shepherds, and every one of your sheep will have two pounds of wool more than others, and yet no one will ever be able to see it on them. The old woman handed him the stick. So mysterious was her gesture, and so strange and bewitching her smile, that the lad was at once in her power. He grasped eagerly at the stick, gave her his hand, and cried, Done! Strike hands! The bell for the stick! Cheerfully the old woman took the bell for the stick, and departed like a light breeze over the field and the heath. He saw her vanish and she seemed to float away before his eyes like a mist, and to go off with a slight whiz and whistle that made the shepherd's hair stand on end. The underground one, however, who, in the shape of an old woman, had wheedled him out of his bell, had not deceived him, 
for the underground people dare not lie but must ever keep their word a breach of it being followed by their sudden change into the shapes of toads snakes dunghill beetles wolves and apes forms in which they must wander about objects of fear and aversion for a long course of years before they are freed they have therefore naturally a great dread of lying john schlagentufel gave close attention and made trial of his new shepherd's staff and he soon found that the old woman had told him the truth for his flocks and his work and all the labor of his hands prospered with him and he had wonderful luck so that there was not a sheep owner or head shepherd but was desirous of having him in his employment it was not long however that he remained an underling before he was eighteen years of age he had got his own flocks and in the course of a few years was the richest sheep-master in the whole island of bergen at last he was able to buy a knight's estate for himself and that estate was grabitz close by rambin which now belongs to the lords of sunda my father knew him there and how from a shepherd's boy he became a nobleman he always conducted himself like a prudent honest and pious man who had good word for every one he brought up his sons like gentlemen and his daughters like ladies some of whom are still alive and accounted people of great consequence well may people who hear such stories wish that they had met with such an adventure and had found a little silver bell which the underground people had lost end of section seven